Hello and welcome to another edition of Bills from Afar podcast. You're with me, Tim Rudge, and my co-host Charlie. Charlie, how are you doing after that uh, fantastic Thursday night football? I'm so good. I'm so good, man. It's just great to have the Bills back. Um, that was. Just I don't know a... about you, but I'm still riding the wave of of that game, and it's we're recording this Tuesday evening, so a good what three or four days after the match I, I'm think still I'm, I'm past that now but are you oh, I I'm, mean I'm not. the high just watching and watching this Bills team play and it being everything that we wanted it to be was just awesome um, I absolutely loved every minute of it even the even the kind of errors that they made was just it was like yeah but I, I can see what they're trying to do here I can you know this that, that'll settle down that'll calm down and uh, I just loved it and yeah, so since then, I've just been absorbing everything else NFL. It's weird, isn't it? When you play Thursday night football, suddenly you can pay a bit more attention to all the other games while it's gone on the league and you know sat and watched uh, well, good, good, good six or seven hours worth of football on Sunday. And um, that was great as well. And it was lots of pretty interesting games. So, yeah, it's just great to have it back. I just can't. It makes everything better. <laughs> Bills are back. Yeah. Everything's better. Yeah, it is. And usually, if you play Thursday Night Football, it's usually during the season. And even if you've had a win on that Thursday Night Football, you still got, you know, the, the, the lingering thoughts in the back of your mind about the team, like if they aren't having a successful season or if they are having a successful season, but, you know, it's not quite as you hoped. You know, it's one game. We won that. We won that convincingly against the defending Super Bowl champions. You Which know, it is was nuts, a isn't it? <laughs> like... It is crazy to say that, isn't it? It was convincing. We completely dominated a game. And it was just really fun just to absorb, you know, some of these teams like, you know, the Jets, they went on holiday, didn't they, in November pretty much. And, you know, some of these teams, it's just nice to see those teams again, weirdly. Like, I just like seeing all the teams playing and just like, you know, starting to know what the storylines are going to be. You know, we saw, you know, what happened with the Cowboys and Dak Prescott going out and, you know, and how that's derailed the season. A few other injuries happen. It's just nice just to see all the teams back and just watch some football again. You know, I, I was stoked. I was just, it was just fantastic. I was Great. just drinking yeah. it all in. And we, I mean, there's a cracking game coming up on Thursday night, isn't there? Um, yes. Chargers and the Chiefs. And I was like, oh, I no way I can stay up and watch that. I can't stay no. up and watch like teams that are not the Bills, but I'm pretty sure I might wake up early on Friday and watch <laughs> watch extended highlights of that because um, that sounds like a brilliant game. So yeah, it's just fantastic. There's just so many storylines across the league, aren't they? It's just it's just a soap opera, and um, not only it's soap opera, the, the Bills are really good, and um, that never gets old. Yeah, that <laughs> Sunday when 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 the kickers kept missing and the Steelers, oh, um, man, it was Bengals crazy. game, and you know you saw the overtime for the Colts and Texans. You just, I was just thinking to myself, like, how could you not follow Love this? And, yeah, and, yeah, follow an NFL team, <laughs> just follow it generally. Like, you got to be in on this because it's just there's nothing else that compares to it. Even us that love soccer, you know, nothing. I still think even soccer doesn't compare to that. Like that kind of. You know, just that the drama. Predictability right is, is much, much more sustainable, isn't it? I mean, you get the old freak result here and there in soccer, but I think that every week there's a team that is, I mean, rank under. We, we saw it last night, you know, the, the Seahawks beating the Broncos. Um, I actually bet the under on the points. And I was, <laughs> after advice from my friend who's a Broncos fan, and thankfully I won some money on that. Um, but nice. yeah, I, I couldn't imagine the fact that this, I mean, Seahawks look like nothing on paper at all, but it just goes to show, you know, wh what do we know? Um, but yeah, it's just great, fantastic. Just great to have you back. Soap opera's back and uh, we can enjoy life again. Yeah. <laughs> all those six, seven months of just trying to think about other things to talk about. So Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we're here to obviously talk about the Rams game and then we'll be previewing the Titans game. I know that seems still a little way away, but uh, we think that going forward, it'd be good to kind of combine them and, you know, have a, a, a decent sized podcast uh, for both games uh, moving forward. The, the game pre review from last week and then the game preview coming up. So that's what we'll be doing today. So just to quickly talk about the, the Rams in terms of the, what happened in the game, quick overview. So 31-10 to the Bills. I'm sure you knew that already. Uh, some key stats. Buffalo had 413 total yards compared to Rams's 243. Nine out of 10 third down. We didn't punt all game. I think what's the stat that's been going around social media? Is that the third game in six or something that's, that, that's been said? That, uh, it's so insane stat. Punt. I think it was like yeah. the third game, something in four or five, five that we haven't pumped, yeah. punted. It's, yeah. it's pretty unreal, isn't it? It's kind of crazy given the drama we've had with punters, um, you know, poor quality. And then you know, everybody knows the Matt Razor story. And actually it turns out we don't need a punter. 
So yeah. what, were we, what were we worrying about? <laughs> Indeed. And then just um, four turnovers overall, three in the first half. Um, we'll get onto this, but that, that kept the Rams in the game, it felt like. First half, we could have easily been a, a couple of touchdowns uh, ahead, but uh, that kept it tied going into half time at 10-10. Um, so just what are your initial reactions for the game? And has your opinion of the game changed in any way since you watched it? Um, I think that, it was a sort of there's two things that made takeaways. The first one is that the Bills were better than I expected them to be in week one. They were playing pretty much at what it felt like was their peak of their powers offensively and decently. Few, you know, errors here and there, which you absolutely can expect in week one, but everybody wants remembers week one from last year when we we laid down against the Steelers. The Rams were way worse than I expected as well. They looked unprepared. They looked lacking in creativity, which is not something you normally associate with a Sean McVay team. And the Bills had an absolute field day. Um, they didn't look... I mean, I, I sort of floated this idea a while ago. Maybe the, the Rams have been partying too hard. Maybe they um, maybe they come in a little bit undercooked because they've just not been as focused. And the Bills were on a mission. They, were, they, they had that prime time look in their eye. You know, and we remember that watching the, um, the, the, uh, the game against Dallas in Dallas on Thanksgiving a couple of years ago when Josh walks in, he's got a look in his eye, means business and absolutely, you know, tore it up. You saw it again in the, um, in the playoffs last year. There's something about prime time which just wakes Josh Allen up and he looked in the zone and he looked superb. It's really interesting. You and I talked about this a little bit offline. Is that yesterday I watched the highlights of the Dolphins and the um, and the Patriots, and every throw from Mac and Tua over 15 yards is a freaking rainbow. Whereas Josh is nailing passes in at absolute <laughs> terminal velocity into these wide receivers and who are catching most things. You know, what was it? 83% completion rate, something like that. He just looks a different different category of, of quarterback um they're nowhere near his class and i don't know if if he if he can play at that level or something about it around that level this season the bills are going to be very very tough to beat yeah absolutely my um just like initial reaction from the game was von miller you know he really does seem Real like deal. the final piece yeah. to the crown jewel you know and we are truly in a position now to go all the way like you think about last season or, or the last few seasons uh, to be honest and when you look at a pass rush you know we've had a good amount of pressures but we've not been able to uh, you know get the quarterback down and you know really create negative plays uh, in that aspect with our pass rush. But uh, we've really done that against the Rams. And, you know, can we continue to involve, you know, get better, stay relatively injury-free and ultimately handle the pressure of, you know, being a Super Bowl favourite? You know, I think we showed that. Uh, it was all on full display against the Rams. You know, we showed uh, exactly what we're capable of and, you know, what we can do. And we haven't even got, to I don't know you know there's still some more gears to go through you know as you say why it's going to come back yeah I mean yeah it's going to get stronger James Cook involved you know there's there's definitely extra gears for sure yeah so it's just what we left out there really and you know it's really exciting to see and as you said about the Steelers game last season you know we didn't start the season too well uh, and that's completely just gone out of a window and you know I think there's been uh, you know, there's a lot of reassurance after that first game about Ken Dorsey as well and just kind of the things that he was doing, you know, the, the positions that he was putting the players in to make plays and, you know, scheming things up. I thought he'd done a great job in his first game of calling plays and, you know, clearly him being part of this, uh, you know, infrastructure and being a quarterback coach seemed to have a good, you know, transition period over from Dable, but he was doing different things as well that we didn't see under Dable, you know, so, you know, a lot more wide zone running, um, that could be a McDermott influence as well, because I know he's pretty keen on that scheme, but, you know, it's just good to see, um, you know, that, you know, confidence, you know, we can all have that confidence there that, uh, you know, that might not be a problem going forward this season. So, no, it's all really good. Um, what are like, your biggest takeaways from the game outside of what we just talked about there? Yeah, first one is Dorsey for sure. Um, uh, and I think we don't need to dwell on that, but he looks... I mean, a few people thought the idea, what if Dorsey's better than Dable? You know, what if he's that much more in sync with Josh Allen? You know, he's been working with him all these years. That's a possibility. Yeah. Um, that was the narrative, wasn't it? It's just going to be the same or more likely the worse, like worse than that. And I'm not saying just after one game, he's definitely better than what Dave or, you know, 
the scheme, the, the, the play calling ability that Dable showed, you know, he quite rightfully got that head coaching gig in at the Giants. But, you know, as you said, he could be better. It was just, I mean, that was cool. I think that just beyond the Von Miller thing, this defensive line looks a whole different kettle of fish. Um, run defense was excellent. You know, Paul wanted, I think it was like one breakaway play they had, but there really wasn't much. They were getting nothing going in the run. Um, seven sacks. I mean, that's just incredible. Really spreading it around as well. We saw Repinesa get involved. We saw Boogie Basham get involved. We saw Rousseau get involved. Obviously, Von Miller got his two. But the biggest takeaway for me was that Harrison Phillips looks like he was the Harrison Phillips of, what, three or four years ago. Um, Gordon looked, Phillips, mate. Oh. Harrison's gone, hasn't he? It's all good. It's absolutely that. You know, it's, it's going to be Aaron Ramsey all over again, isn't oh, it? Oh, my word. With these two. So. Yes, Jordan Phillips. Thank you. No oh, worries. my word. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, Jordan Phillips was, was, was just superb. Um, and I was yeah. really excited about the sort of pressure he was getting. I mean, he, he's the backup three-tech, you know, powering through the middle. Um, I just think that's a really incredible weapon to have because um, before Ed Offer went off, he was tearing it up. He was he was creating pressure all over the place. This defensive line looks like the real deal. And what that meant was is that our rookie cornerbacks weren't under as much pressure as we might have feared, which is um, pretty good news, I think, because it's going to take them a little while to bet in. I didn't think they did much wrong at all, but I think a lot of that was the amount of pressure that was being created by this defensive line. So that was my mm-hmm. um, you know, second big takeaway. Um, so one is this wide receiver core is the real deal. I mean, Stefan Diggs, Gabriel Davis, they were dialed in Josh, you know, it took no time at all. I think we went 10 passes without, um, an incompletion to start the game. Um, we saw Jameson Crowder get involved. We saw Isaiah McKenzie get a touchdown. Dawson Knox wasn't needed. Um, this is a very deep roster and I don't know how you defend against it. I don't, I genuinely don't know. When Josh Allen is in that zone, how you defend him? Because he's now got all the answers. You know, they used to, well, they, they play this too high, soft defense, so they don't want to get hurt over the top, so he's fine. What did I say in the previous shows? I want to see the New Orleans Saints version of Josh Allen from last year's Thanksgiving game where he just took what the get, defense gave him. He did exactly that, dragged the defense towards him, and then started taking him over the top. It was perfect. Absolutely superb. I loved it. Yeah, no, it was amazing, wasn't it? And, uh, you know, just seeing this team evolve and, you know, be able to, you know, Josh as well, you know, as you say, be able to sit in the pocket and, you know, take what the defence gives him. And then, you know, he knows when the time is right to start unleashing some of those deep shots. You know, before that, we didn't see that growth, you know, in 2019, he was still playing a lot of hero ball. And here we are two seasons later and uh, he, he's just a different player. You know, for me, Josh Allen, one of the biggest takeaways for me, he remains a superstar. He's so special. I wondered, like, when do you think he'll get an invite to be the newest Avenger? Like, he is just an absolute maverick. There's no quality back like him in the NFL. Did you see the Mina Kimes, is it Mina Kimes that tweeted about him? I think it's a little bit unfair that the Buffalo Bills have an actual Buffalo as quarterback. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was great. That, that sums up perfectly. But, you know, we there's been a lot of tweets, you know, Mahomes had a fantastic game, Herbert too, like those three young quarterbacks, you know, um, they're, they're, they're different. They all have their, you know, uh, they, they don't play quarterback all the same, but they're also talented and special. But none of them can run like Josh Allen, man. You know, he surprisingly had 10, you know, rushes. And I wasn't really expecting that. But clearly they're going to continue to lean on that, even though at times there was some, um, you know, there was some, uh, I don't know about you, but I was uh, hiding behind the, uh, my pillow a few times just with some of the scrambles that he made and just yeah. how he went into some of the contacts. Like, oh, yeah, this I don't was... like that. But no. that is Josh, you know. I think he seems to thrive on it. You know, he seems to want that, you know. And if that's going to get him to the levels that we're seeing from him, then it's really hard to say stop doing that, Josh, well, you know. sure. But when we're two scores ahead and it's like the third, fourth, end of the third quarter, <laughs> we don't need it. Just, like that is unnecessary. Is, that is unnecessary. It? He wants oh, to no. actually put his, his knee on their throats, doesn't he? He, he you know, he yeah. he really wants to um, dominate an opponent. Damage and pain. Yeah. yeah, and I think Absolutely. this. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he ran what ten times. That was yep. like 
four times too many for me. Um, I'm fine with design quarterback runs. I'm fine with him rolling out and then scrambling when he's got space and sliding. I think that's absolutely great. It's a huge weapon. I'm even fine with the, you know, running it in for the touchdown and, <laughs> and uh, you know, wrestling with a linebacker. You know, that's not really yeah. where injuries happen. But there's that one play where he seemed to get his legs tangled up all over the place. And it just looked like, oh man, you know, this could go badly wrong. You know, he wasn't in control of his body. So you know, one person had control of one leg, one person had control of another leg. And that was just a bit worrying. So yeah, I definitely hold my breath. I would, I think if he, I mean, he's to just, part of it, I think was probably just prime time Josh Allen. He was, I'm here. I want to show you all what I can do. And I suspect uh, next week he'll have uh, chilled out a little bit. I hope. Yeah. Um, my next one was just dominant in the trenches. I won't talk about the D-line too much. As we've already talked about what impact Von Miller had, and you already talked about John Phillips and the fact that he was a beast, basically, and I think he'll be really mean, meaningful in this rotation. We spoke in the off-season. Like, I think we asked one another, like, who's going to have more more of an impact this season, Shaq Lawson or Jordan Phillips? And you went Jordan Phillips, and I mistakenly went for uh, Shaq Lawson. Clearly, it's only one game. You don't want to take too much away from it. Uh, I'm sure Shaq Lawson will come in and do you know he'll, he'll be made active uh, he'll dress and he'll make some meaningful plays but by god you know having jordan phillips as like the second free tech in yeah. our team you I know i mean those defensive tackle groups it looks fantastic you got daquan jones you got tim settle you got ed oliver and, and harris and harrison jordan phillips i'm, I'm gonna <laughs> stop doing that at some point um I mean, I'm a bit better, he's better saying Washington Commanders than I am about saying Jordan <laughs> Phillips. Um, but I mean, it's just it's just a complete game changer that uh, defensive tackle room, and it makes all the difference. I mean, we saw I thought we saw a better performance out of Tremaine Edmonds as well. I thought his his, mm-hmm. his run fits and lining up in the right places were much better, and that's probably because he had a lot less space to have to cover because he can depend upon that defensive tackle group, um, which is you know what we were all hoping for, and let's let's hope it continues. Yeah, just two more quickly for me then. So you talked about the wide receiver core. Stefan Diggs, though, solidified his status as wide receiver one. And we all kind of, we, we know that, you know, he is wide receiver one and he gets paid accordingly. But I was still expecting the target share to be a little bit more, um, you know, uh, shared around the team. You know, Stefan Diggs, especially a first half, I think he was targeted seven times in the first yeah, half. And I, I, I was thought you might be shocked about it. Maybe they would go other ways because of Jalen Ramsey. But it turns out yes. Stefan Diggs had Jalen Ramsey on toast. He did. <laughs> so, so why not keep chucking to No, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was a little bit surprised about that. Um, but, you know, all for it. You know, if he's getting open and, you know, he's for blockbuster wide receiver one that we're paying him to be, then fine, I'm happy with it. I was just a little bit surprised about that. And it was amazing just to see him, you know, being, you know, that kind of bona fide 2020 self where it was kind of all on him and he was able to make all the plays and had all the answers. I thought he was falling out. I mean, he was making guys miss. There was one play on the sideline, on the left sideline where he, he caught the ball, made the guy miss and then added a few yards. And he doesn't always do that. You know, he can be a bit inclined to go down if he sees the slightest sense of any contact, but he was competing for it and he was in the zone. He was like, he was like watching the bills in the playoffs again. It was just like no time had passed. Yeah, and finally, you touched on it, the Rams were just so poor in my mind, like, especially their receiving options, you know, outside of Cup, there was absolutely nothing. Um, Alan Robinson, he was only targeted, I think, twice in the game, which is pretty surprising considering the money that they paid him. Uh, I'm sure, again, it's one game, he's going to do more for that organisation, but in terms of their... Pass protection, as we said, you know, we pretty much we did dominate them up front. I was just a bit surprised about their, you know, one how one dimensional they were. You know, as you said at right at the start, I think McVeigh, you know, he wasn't prepared to change things up. They stayed in eleven personnel. Um, you know, just nothing worked, and they did have no answers. And for such an innovative coach uh, as Sean McVeigh, I was a little bit surprised that uh, we didn't see any more innovation and, you know, trying to change it up and do different things. So, uh, yeah, no, it was, it was all good. Do you feel any differently about the Bills after this game? I feel even a bit, a bit more optimistic even. Um, yeah. I felt that everything that I thought might we might start seeing in week six, six and eight after the bye, we're actually seeing in week one. Now, we all know week one can lie and it was contributed by a pretty poor Rams team, but... I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that looks like it can sustain. I mean, if Josh is in that kind of zone, difficult to defend against. This defensive line looked the real deal. Um, I don't know. I guess the big takeaway really is Dorsey and the play calling looked creative. It looked 
like a good balance. Um, it gave Josh plenty of time at the line. You could see him making protections. He knew the plane called early. All the stuff that might have been a problem. Um, Dorsey really looked like he was calm and um, and doing everything that we kind of hoped he might be, but feared it might take some time to develop. So the only thing I can say is I'm a bit more optimistic that, that this 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 build team is going to be very very hard to beat. What about you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose I'm slightly more optimistic after that game. Of course, you're going to be after you know such a convincing win uh, over so, the Super Bowl champions. Uh, it's just for me, um, it just kind of reassured me seeing the cornerbacks, uh, the inexperienced cornerbacks that we had playing playing so well um, in their first game. You know, two out of the three outside corners that we are playing with rookies. Clearly, some of that's mitigated by how experienced we are and how good we are at safety. Uh, but it was just good to see, you know, they, they obviously lost a few uh, plays against Cooper Cup, but they also stood up, they handled their own and, you know, made plays as well um, and, you know, done a good job all round. And I'm still pretty confident with Trey being out. Like, clearly, Trey's such a big player for us and we can't wait to have him back. But I kind of look at this upcoming schedule and until the Chiefs game, I'm pretty happy with those three rolling out there and being on outside corners, you know. Um, I don't know how you feel about that, but I just feel like, yeah, that they played well. And when you look at the receiving calls, it's not just the receiving calls, but as you look at the Dolphins, for example, and Hill and Waddle, they both had pretty good games uh, for the Dolphins against the Patriots, but two was there and we saw... You know, some of the poor throws, you know, some of the throws that he just didn't make that were barely, as you said, right at the start, like 15, 20 yards, you know. Um, it, it's not like you're playing the charges and they've got that, you know, superstar quarterback and, you know, loads of weapons on the outside. You know, we can mitigate for the fact that they've got two at the end of the day. So I look at the schedule and I feel like we're good to go in secondary, even without Trey until week five. That's when I'd ideally want him back. So rest him as long as we need him to. Hopefully he is ready for week five. Uh, He could be, obviously, because he's on the pup and he's uh, eligible to come back for week five. So we'll see. Okay. Um, Just a quick one on rookie watch. We'll kind of just talk about um, the rookies each week. Obviously, we saw only Elam and Benford uh, rotating on the outside. Both handled their own, as we talked about, um, and they've they, they done a good job uh, given the circumstances. Clearly, James Cook, um, first uh, NFL snap, and he fumbles it. That's going to happen, you know. That doesn't define him. As Von Miller said in the marked up, you know, just go and you know make 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 a big play to to make up for it. He didn't get the chance to by McDermott, but we didn't need him to go back in there really. You know there wasn't any need to bring him back just because we were in control of the game and Singletary was doing a really good job as well. So um, James Cook, you know he's going to have his moments. I'm sure he's going to be used uh, more against the Titans. So I'm not looking into that obviously too much. It's one game. He played three snaps, I think. So um, yeah. It's just one of those things. How, how do you feel about McDermott and this sort of benching thing when they, they when they fumble the ball? It feels like they then have to sit on that for a full week. Whereas if you could get them back out there, especially when you're three scores ahead in the fourth quarter, I, I really felt that they should have had James Cook out there and taking some of that load in the fourth quarter, get his confidence back. He did the same with, with Zach Moss. Um, was it two seasons ago um, mm. where he fumbled? Took him out of the game. Actually, didn't see him again for maybe a game or two, I think. It was something crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just feels like it's McDermott putting him on the naughty bench, you know. And all right, I get it. You've got you to be working with players you can depend on. But when you're three scores up, you've got a rookie running back who's obviously going to take a confidence hit. Sure, you give him some run in the third quarter, fourth quarter even. I mean, I just that, that to me seems like a little bit overkill. I don't know how yeah. you feel about it. Yeah, I'd agree. I hadn't really thought about it, to be honest. But um, I think most of the time, you know, a player has fumbled. You know, they do tend to get benched. Uh, I I do feel like there was one time, though, that that happened and then they came back in a few series or a few drives after. But you are right. He has done that. And uh, I I do agree, like, you know, with two scores up. Um, clearly, he he prioritises ball security and quite rightfully so. Uh, but as you said, you know, it's his first rookie game. Who knows? Who knows 
you know what's going on behind the scenes or uh, just just what the decision making is. But I, I do agree. I feel that was a bit harsh. He likes to keep rookies um, very very focused, doesn't he? You remember he he took Ed Oliver out for a little while um, as well in his first season. Um, he's not been shy about. Uh, sort of benching them if he thinks that they've got some development to do. Um, I don't know. I just think that sometimes you can do more harm than good, but uh, what do I know? I suppose you think about it and you look at Josh Allen's rookie season, clearly they were hoping to kind of have him on the bench and watching, you know, Nathan Peterman, if he actually could avoid uh, getting like five interceptions in the game. But, you know, that was a plan was Nate Peterman to play and Josh Allen to sit and be benched. Who knows if Nathan Peterman didn't actually throw those interceptions, how long, you know, when, when the natural time would have been to, you know, bring Josh in. Um, but maybe it's something, you know, what I'm trying to get at is you can still learn from the sidelines. You can still learn from being around the games. You can still learn from watching, you know, seasoned veterans play a game. And, you know, maybe that's something to do with it as well. Like, look, you made this mistake. Just sit on the sidelines, relax, you know, just try and try and learn from it and watch what your teammates are doing. Could be something like that as well, couldn't it? I don't know. Yeah, it could be. Could be. Um Ooh. All right, so what should we do? Move to our awards? Yeah, let's do it. So if you listened last year, we have four categories, basically, for awards, so we're bringing them back. So a game MVP, uh, offensive and defensive plays of a game, surprise of a game, and the Rex. So the Rex is just for anyone that had a poor game or had a poor play or made poor decisions, so that could be a coach. So that's what that's all about, in honour of Rex Ryan, clearly. So... Charlie, game MVP, who have you got? I mean, it's really difficult. It's, <laughs> it's tough, really, it? really difficult. Yeah. I mean, well, between Von Miller and Josh Allen, I thought they were both absolute superstars. I'm going to give it to Von Miller um, because I think that he was going back to his old team, playing in a stadium where he won a Super Bowl. And mentally, that takes some doing. He chose practically to come to Buffalo over LA. Um, and for him to turn up, and be the leader of that defense to be rallying all the other players. We saw them on the sideline, you know, encouraging Rousseau and Boogie and everybody just going to get, go and get theirs. I thought it was a game changer. And um, you know, the pressure was probably on him a little bit to go, you know, you got all this money, go and show us what you've got. And he did. And he looked dynamic. He looked fresh. He looked as good as he ever did last season and probably as good as he has done for quite a few seasons. He looked quick, really sharp off the line. So I'm, I'm going to give it to, to Vaughn, but my, I could have given it to Josh easily. Yeah, no, I completely agree with all that. I've gone for Von Miller as well for the reasons that uh, you've gone for. I was going to ask this, actually. Obviously, there's been quite a lot made out of his uh, triangle like, shaved in the back of his head. What do you make of that? Like, Would you go for that style? or I'd like... have to have hair to, to go for that style. <laughs> so, uh, no, you get probably, a, you can probably get not. Sharpie or something? And I think when you've got you know all the money that Von Miller has, you basically just do what you want, don't you? And he, play, <laughs> and he can play at that elite level. Yeah, who the hell cares? You it, know? No, who cares and uh, no one's going to criticize it and uh, you know if you you or i walk down the pub um with a with a triangle shaved in the back of our heads um i suspect we would get a word or two uh, hey I'll, I'll tell you this now if the von miller is the super bowl mvp and the bills win it all i'm going to get a triangle shaved on my head why not <laughs> Who well, the hell cares? I, I will hold you to that. Yeah, hold <laughs> me to it. I don't care if it happens. I, I didn't even think of that. But right here, right now, I shall get a triangle shaved in the back of my head. How about I don't have enough hair to offer that bet in return, so I'm just going to hold you to yours. <laughs> when I was watching it, I was thinking, what the hell? Like, What is the explanation for this? And it looks like Vaughn's put out a, you know, a series of tweets last night, probably trying to explain it. And I don't know if you had a chance to look at it, but I still can't make sense of what he's trying to get at here. Did you see this on, on, on Twitter? Yeah, it's not relevant. Yeah, I'm just reading it now and I still can't quite work out what he's trying to it's say. Like trying to decode so. a Stefan Diggs tweet. Who the hell knows? <laughs> Let's just play football. <laughs> yeah, that's it. No, good stuff. Um, offensive and defensive plays of a game for you. All right, so offensive one, um, I thought there was quite a few. There was that one where Josh fit it into a really tight window. I think it was to Diggs. It might have been to Crowder. I can't remember. We were kind of relatively deep into our own. Um, and there just wasn't a window there. 
And he, as quick as a flash, the ball was there. I was like, how on earth did he throw that into double coverage where there was no window at all? It was just a phenomenal. But I'm not going to go with that one. I'm going to go, that's honorable mention to that play. I'm going to go for the first touchdown because I just thought the play design was fantastic. You know, um, I've seen a few people break it down where they basically load the, um, the uh, offensive line heavily as if they're going to run, run left um, and uh, fakes drop wheel rolls out tip drops it over um jalen ramsey's head to completely uh you know what well, acres of space let's say for um for gabriel davis and uh that was just fantastic i just love the play design it absolutely uh destroyed the rams and i just thought i thought we might see a bit of creativity in that first uh, first drive you know we know that they like to get ahead put the pressure on the opposition quarterback force him to throw we knew that uh, matt stafford's elbow might not be all that so can we put pressure on him and it was just it was just beautiful i thought it was a great play design it wasn't perhaps the flashiest of plays with a couple of really deep passes later on in the game but i just thought to, to set the tone I mean, we're better than you i just thought that was fantastic yeah, no, um, it was good. I think it was a third and one as well. So you can sell, you know, that type of play call because, you know, in a third and short, you know, to keep the drive going, you know, it's not uncool. You know, that, that's a common play, isn't it, to to run it with a full back and, you know, to create that uh, that push up front. But uh, no, it's a really good play design. And having Gabe Davis in, he's probably our best blocking wide receiver. So it could look like, you know, a run play. But as you said, you know, exploit the weakness, this space over there, get Davis to run down and go on a go route. And, and that's what happened. It was a great play design. And what about defensive play of the game? Did you give that? Yeah, I did. I mean, well, again, there was quite a few, I quite like the Boogie Basham interception. I thought that was great. Yeah. Uh, that was good fun. I thought that the, the Von Miller sack where he absolutely walloped, bull rushed the, uh, the offensive, um, offensive tackle. And then went around the outside. He was just quicker, better than him. I, I, I thought that was fantastic. Um, I'm going to go for that Von Miller sack where um, I think it was his first first of the two. Um, I just thought that was great. I mean, Harrison Phillips had a, had a couple of good ones as well, but I thought that first that first Von Miller one where he he bull rushed him, just showed him he was boss. He looked agile. He looked quick and um, yeah, scary is the is the word I thought. Yeah, good stuff. Mine was wasn't. Clearly, technically the best player of the game, but Josh Allen stiff arm. How does that yeah. not get you, you know, um, excited when you watch that play? You know, it just gets you fired did it, up. Did it win so, angry runs? I didn't. I didn't see. I, I haven't actually of, seen. It's it. one of the nominees. I know that, but I haven't seen it. No, I didn't watch it either. So we'll have to find out after this. But it was just, you know, it's just fun seeing your quarterback do that. As we talked about, there's not many quarterbacks uh, in this league that can do it. So it's always fun when Josh Allen, uh, you know, is playing Madden almost, and you know, being able to pull off his plays. And the defensive play of the game, it didn't turn out. It didn't. Uh, finishing a sack, but the Jordan Phillips spin move mm, for a guy yeah. that's what <laughs> yeah. six six three hundred and forty pounds. What a move! Crazy that he's able to you know have that athleticism and that skill. And yeah, I just thought that was a thing of beauty. Like I watched it in real time. I was like, freaking hell! Like the speed he was getting towards Stafford as well. You know, he's just an absolute beast, and he's going to be so meaningful this season. So they're the two that I've gone for. Um, what about surprise of a game for you? Yeah, I mean, I have to say, just the the readiness to go and play at that level. You know, I, I guess I've made my expectations managed by um, last year and um, that opening opening game against the Steelers, where we really laid an egg, and it was just so disappointing. I, I kind of had my expectations there. We're going up against the Super Bowl champions in their stadium, but they came in zoned in fired up absolutely focused and josh allen looked so cool so in control he was directing traffic he was he was just a man on a mission and i just didn't expect them to be that on it that quickly um and they were it was just amazing to to see um i mean I, honorable mention to how good dorsey looked and his play design honorable mention to how quickly this defensive line has got going but I think that has to be it they just look so focused so quickly what about you 
Yeah. So my surprise was an opposition player, Jalen Ramsey, being that awful. Like you touched on it earlier. He allowed seven out of eight completions. That incompletion, I just enjoyed the fact that he was giving it lip. And then Diggs got that, um, you know, a long touchdown afterwards and kind of gave it back to him. I thought that was great. But it wasn't actually Ramsey that done anything on that play to force the incompletion. Diggs was like, inches away from actually coming down that ball. It had nothing to do with Ramsey. So uh, that's just his mentality though and his style, isn't it? So he's just a tosser really, isn't he? But, he is. Did you see his um, his little YouTube thing where he has his ad, his dad and his agent talking to him? It was kind of funny because they'd be like, yeah, you got... You got grovel. Yeah. He had to grovel effectively, <laughs> didn't he? And apologise for his... Uh, his statement. his choice of words at the Jaguars uh, yeah, when he was well, there. So. You play with matches, you get burned. Good stuff. And what about the Rex, Charlie? Well, I think, you know, it's hard to say. Too many people had a bad game. Obviously, James Cook was the one that kind of fluffed his lines, really. Um, I'm going to come talk a bit more about James Cook when we come on to our Titans preview. But um, in terms of the Bills side of the ball, there wasn't an awful lot to uh, to get too worried about. I mean, you know, we had a punter that never punted. We had a couple of fumbles. Uh, Zay McKenzie. Uh, I mean, that how was that was not great. In fact, I'm probably going to I'm going to choose Isaiah McKenzie because that that was an ugly. Ugly, um, was it a fumble? I guess not. I mean, he went straight through his arms. Um, he essentially handed it to on a plate to the uh, defensive player. And I've gone for that too. That yeah. was my one just for that play because I mean, he needs to be strong enough, yeah, and strong and come down with that ball, doesn't he? I mean, James Cook's a rookie, but this, the, you know, the situation of that fumble was just less severe than McKenzie. I just thought, yeah, he should have done better with that. I mean, maybe it's again a bit of first game nerves, you know, he's taken on a much bigger role for the Bills and um, you know, mentally that. That means people are thinking a bit more than they they, they would normally. Um, and obviously got it out of his system. You know, he came back in and got a touchdown and pretty nice touchdown as well. So, um, but that play was was ugly, man. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm going to go for that. Yeah, um, I feel like with the Isaiah McKenzie thing, the fact that I put the over on receptions as well, and he didn't pick that up at three and a half, and he only had three receptions. Uh, that's probably why. Had some kind of bias towards me selecting him for the Rex, so um, yeah. So I've gone. I went for him, and then just leading into the bets. Then, so we'll just do a review. We put these out before every game um, that the Bills have. So if you want to get our tips, um, go onto our social media at Bills from Afar and see what we've gone for on there. So just to review what we went for. Uh, Ultimately, it's pretty funny actually. I only like made two p out of my bets, so <laughs> ever so slightly made a tiniest of tiniest profits. I might just cash it all out now, or you know, get a little installment. I'm not too sure. I'm going to work that out, but uh, yeah. So two p, but it's all once. It's, yeah, exactly. I, I won't. Um, you know, it's better than a loss at the end of the day. So, and it's not necessarily for the money. I don't know about you. I just quite like having other bets, you know, something invested in the game. So when you're watching it, it's not just about the game. It's about, you know, things that happen. I just quite like the idea of, uh, you know, getting a few things right in terms of my prediction. So um, the first one was Josh, two plus passing touchdowns and Bills win. Obviously that happened. Um, Gable Davis over three and a half receptions, uh, that one. I know it didn't for you because my uh, bookmakers, the line was one reception yeah, less. Yeah, I had four and a half, half, which was super annoying. So, yeah. yeah, I know. It's frustrating when that happens. Um, but as I said, McKenzie uh, screwed me over. Uh, he got uh, three receptions and uh, his line was three and a half as well. And the Dawson Knox anytime touchdown, which didn't happen. And he barely saw, I think, what, he made only one catch, I think, in the end. Like, he just saw barely anything. So, uh, yeah, a mixed bag, but uh, I'll take break-evens most weeks, to be fair. How about you? In terms of the bets that we um, we published, yeah. I was a little bit down because we mentioned the Gabriel Davis one. And one, um, the other one related to Gabriel Davis, which is over 22 and a half yards. I think he uh, he did that in the first quarter, didn't he? Um, it was pretty early on, and the other one obviously was McKenzie yeah. one as well over on three and a half, which he didn't win. However, as a, as a as a game as a whole, I I won um, won money on the uh, the Ravens beating the spread, uh, which they did. Um, I also won money on Trey Lance uh, rushing yards over thirty nine and a half. I think you tipped me off to that one as soon as we saw the rain. It was pretty obvious he was going to be running quite a bit, and I won again last night, which was uh, the Broncos. Sorry, the Broncos Seahawks game. I bet the under on the points. So overall, yeah, up 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 a little bit, um, even though I lost on a couple of accumulators and um, and those two that we we talked about. 
I was going to mention that, like anyone that had an accumulator went for the, well, you know, the Titans. They get the, it, yeah. The, 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 the 49ers, <laughs> 49ers, the ones that seemed obvious uh, Colts, before the game yeah. started. Yeah, it, just... it didn't quite pan out that way. Our first week, that's why I never really, like usually with the Bills bets, I go a little bit bigger, you know, the further the way into the season, like maybe, you know, for the Titans games, I might put a little bit more money on at the start of each season, not only for the player markets, but for games as well. I always start small because as we clearly demonstrated there and as the NFL have demonstrated in week one, it is so unpredictable and you just can't, you just can't predict it. Like, you really can't. If you do, like, a Survivor Series or anything, you're probably out already just because most of the uh, shoe-ins, as we thought, <laughs> uh, didn't win. So, yeah, no, good stuff, though. Good stuff. Okay, so that concludes uh, the Rams review. So we'll go into the Titans preview now. So it's another prime time game, which isn't good for us in the UK. I think it's at a different time. This. Yeah, it's, it's like 12, 15, midnight, something, something like that. Yeah, yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. So... I was going to ask, like, how did you get on like, with your preparation for the Rams game and how do you think you'll play that for yeah. the Titans game? Didn't work out amazingly well. I only managed to slap, nap for about 90 minutes. So I ended up getting up about midnight, or no, about 11, I think. So I had a couple, good couple of hours before the uh, the game started. But once the game started, I was so full of adrenaline, it didn't, didn't matter at all. I shoved, filled my face full of popcorn and, and, and crisps and biscuits and beer and uh yeah so i actually stayed awake comfortably the issue was then getting back to sleep so i don't think i fell asleep <laughs> to about five so yeah the monday sorry monday friday was a bit tough i wasn't really with it um wouldn't have wanted to drive a car around let me put it that way i was not fit to be operating machinery but uh all worth it and i think i'll probably try to go for a similar tactic might might try and uh well, obviously, we got an extra hour to play with this time, so that's that's better. What about you? Did you you didn't nap at all, right? You you struggle with this. Yeah, kind of thing. like what about if it wasn't napping? You just said, "I'm going to go to bed," but set your alarm and you know, treat it like a nap. Just treat it like going to bed. Doesn't work. I can't. I, I still can't do it. Like I thought, I nailed down a strategy last year. I can't remember what game it was, but there was a couple of games last year, prime time games that I got about three hours sleeping before the game. And I was pretty happy. Like, I think it was consecutive games as well. So I got it in my mind that I'd nailed, you know, I'd got this process down of a DT. I can actually get some nap time and feel, you know, a bit refreshed for the games. But, uh, and that did consist of um, staying up um, later for the night before. And I did. I stayed up around midnight. I'm usually pretty early like, to bed. Like, I can't stay up past 10 o'clock usually. I do struggle. I do like my sleep. Um, so it's too tired. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know what happened. I think it's just the first game of the season, and yeah, I, I tried for a good hour, it just didn't work. So I'm just going to throw any type of strategy out of a window to see what happens of the night, and just hope and pray I managed to get something. But as you said, it is a good thing that the game finishes early. But you know what happened? Although based on our predictions that we're going to do, I don't think anyone is predicting this, but. Just because it's a prime time game and it's early and we all want to go to sleep, I'll probably go into overtime. So I'm stupid, won't it, like that? Or uh, I don't know. There'll be some circumstances that push it out, but fingers crossed not. And uh, if we get to bed at a good time. Did you uh, um, see any of the Giants and the Titans game? I didn't. So I was watching Red Zone Sunday until pretty much the um, end of the first halves. Uh, so half time, um, obviously, um, and yeah, at that point, from what I've seen from the game, it's just the Titans kind of burn away at Giants, and then obviously I woke up and I saw what happened, and I was pretty shocked. So I wasn't really seeing uh, that the game progress on my timeline, my Twitter timeline, as I usually do. Uh, something big like that happens. I, um, so I forced myself to watch the the highlights, and I put highlights in inverted commas because it wasn't wasn't great. Um, what was well, I did do though, okay. just uh, so on my journey back from work tonight, I listened to uh, Locked On Titans. Uh, so I'd in, I'd encourage anyone to listen actually because the guy was not happy to say the least, and he had various <laughs> rants about the offensive <laughs> coordinator Todd Dowling. It was really uh, quite enthralling actually, entertaining. So I would recommend it because it was a good laugh. Just listening to someone get that aggravated and emotionally invested after week one. Uh, give it a listen uh, but yeah to say um, he's been pretty brutal about uh, some of the things that you've seen from this team especially the offensive coordinator so give it a listen but uh, that's how I prepared for the game uh, and you 
you said you watched the highlights. I did, yeah. And what was interesting is that, um, well, Saquon Barkley had a day. Um, 18 carries, 164 yards, an average of nine, just over nine yards per carry. Is he and back? He, did he show well, some he looked, did he he show looked back. He looked really good. Yeah, he looked quick. And they yeah. were vulnerable, oh. especially on the outside to speed, which is exactly what we have brought James Cook in to do. So I'm keen that James Cook gets some run against the Titans because certainly that's how the, um, I mean, I'm not comparing, James Cook is not Sigmund Barkley, let's, let's be very clear here, but he is quick. And um, that was what was killing them on the outside. I think he broke away for a run of something like 68 yards or something at one point, um, just destroyed them in the run. The other thing is that I think they defended the Giants, defended Derek Henry really well. Um, he didn't get much going i mean he had 21 carries but only 82 yards an average of less than four a, for a carry so that's pretty mediocre for someone like Derry, Derek henry um this is a big test for our new our new beefed up run defense but i feel pretty optimistic this was one of the games i had predicted the bills would lose i feel like we always lose the titans because we play them every year and we always struggle against them if we people remember last year this was the josh allen slip where he went in and uh, yeah, we would have hoped to have won that game um, on the goal line, but it didn't quite work out. So I'm feeling much, much better about playing this Titans team, having just watched them. I thought they looked really clueless, struggling with ideas. And let's face it, they were playing the Giants, and a Giants roster that is not talented. I mean, other than Saquon Barkley, I mean, we all know what Daniel Jones is. You know, he's pretty, pretty average. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think that um, this is going to be fun. I think this is going to be a better showing against the Titans than we've had for a couple of seasons. Mm. When you think about the Titans and their their identities, we played them um, each of the last, I feel like four seasons at least. Maybe this is the fifth season. So it feels like we play them every year. Um, so we know them pretty well. And we've done, we have done a preview podcast for the Titans last season. Their key identity is that run game, you know, run first team, play action with Tannehill, usually to their tight ends and 12 personnel. That was their identity under um, Arthur Smith, the Falcons head coach. Um, but from what I heard about Derek Henry, clearly he's rehabbing and he's, you know, hasn't played a huge amount of games since his a serious injury he got last season. Like he seemed, he, he, I heard he sounded pretty slow and yeah. you know, he, he wasn't balanced in terms of how he's running and, you know, wasn't seeing the lanes and that kind of thing. Just, Is that he, what you took away as absolutely. well? Absolutely. He, he was a yard slower. Um just was couldn't really. I mean, he's still a powerhouse. You know, if he if he gets gets moving, he can he can shift people just because of the size of the guy. But yeah, I mean, he just he didn't look his normal self. That's for sure. I mean, obviously, it's first game back. Who knows how he plays into B two? We we all know we one lies. Every everybody sort of gets a little bit more in the zone, but. I just feel a lot more optimistic that we have a defense that could defend the run and defend some of the size of him. You know, Tremaine Edmonds is somebody that physically can go head to head with someone like, um, but uh, someone like Derek Henry, but he's got to have protection up front and help. And so he's got, you know, less choices of where to go. And I think this is where Daquan Jones and maybe we can bring in Tim Settle or um, uh, Jordan Phillips. Yeah, I got it right that time. Um, <laughs> uh, can, can really help us out by strengthening the middle of that, um, that D line. Yeah, absolutely. When you think about the Titans as well, we, we talked about the run game and that being the main identity, but Mike Vrabel as well, he won head coach of the year last season. You know, they always find a way, don't they? They're, they're such a gritty team. Like whenever they face adversity, they always seem to come out on top. Like you think of a COVID game, you know, they kind of use that as a springboard um, against the Bills in uh, 2020, wasn't it? Uh, they use that as a springboard to, you know, show that you know they faced adversity and come through it they had a load of injuries i feel like last season as well we talked about derrick henry as well like i just don't like playing the titans even though they don't look very good on paper and you know they got beat by what we perceive to be a weak giants team uh it's still the titans and they still got derrick henry and i'm still a bit wary of um you know the dangers they possess and you know the fact that Vrabel is able to optimize um, their guys but uh, when you look at this team like their top receiver against the Giants nine targets Carl Phillips who we both liked in the draft but he's a fifth round slot receiver um, Robert Woods who I drafted for my dynasty team uh, he did not play well at all I think he only got two targets it's just really odd like he's meant to be your wide receiver one and I don't think he is a wide receiver one in the NFL but it's just strange, like, but the target share, you got Traylon Burks, he only had five targets. Um, you know, this wide receiver call, you look at it, and it's, it's pretty confusing. No names, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it's just Kyle Phillips, Dontrell Hilliard, 
Traylon Burks, obviously, coming in. Cody Hollister. Who the hell's Cody Hollister? Jeff Swaim. I never heard of him either. Um, I'd also sweep. recommend that Locked on Titans podcast for Jeff Swaim. He was they're doing tight end sweeps with him instead of uh, Hooper and Inkwokwo, whatever his name is. And this guy was going absolutely nuts about it. It's hilarious. So, uh, yeah. they, they will be better. They will undoubtedly be better. Um, they got absolutely just creamed in the second half of that, that game. Um, it was just bizarre watching them just fall apart really so we're just not used to seeing that from the titans but the last thing the titans want is the bills having to go to buffalo (laughs) play the bills in this kind of form let's hope that that what we saw was not just some kind of enigma but we know the bills have it in them now i think they're going to want to really take it to the titans i think they're going to feel like they owe them one and i really hope that we put it on them as i said i predict this to be a loss and if we come out with uh two from two after um after monday then i will be absolutely delighted Wait, so you predicted this to be a loss? I did, yeah. When we did our predictions oh, ages yeah. and ages and ages ago, I predicted this loss. Not now. I'm predicting this absolutely to be a win. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I certainly did when I, we did our first first round of predictions. Yeah, sure. Um, so before we get to that, just any plays that you look at on our team that you expect to have big games as a result of uh, you know who we're playing and just who will be in the right position to make plays any anyone you got your eye out uh, only only game? james cook specifically just because i think we want we're going to want to attach attack the edge so i think singletary will have a good game i thought you know, by the way we haven't really mentioned Daniel singletary i thought he played really well and yeah. we saw the benefits of that reworked offensive line especially when he's running out to the left um you could tell we had some people movers on that side and it opened up gaps you know he's still not the sharpest guy out there but he's 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 he he, he makes the most out of what he's got and um i thought he by far and away outclassed the other running backs that we had out just on the quickly, field. Just quickly, um, just whilst you talked about um, Devin Singletary in a running game, just a shout out to, um, you know, the O-line, the pass pro. You think about Aaron Donald, you know, two like, good plays, you know, a sack and a tackle for loss. That's really good to keep him that quiet. And that was all, I think, in the first quarter as well. Like, the rest of the game, they've done a great job to kind of neutralise him uh, and to allow us to have an effective uh, offence in that game. I know I'll go back to the Rams game, but I just want to touch on that. Um, and also, clearly, what Aaron... Uh, Chrome has done, you know, to be mm. able to scheme that up. And I think Josh only faced um, like two pressures all game. And one of them was that the Aaron Donald sack. So I think that was the second best from what I saw on Twitter, the second best, um, you know, um, quarterback pressure well, rate in, in the league. So you raised a good point, And we didn't really mention it earlier. What, you know, we talked about Ken Dorsey really showing up. We didn't really say why and what specifically it was. And I think. My major observation was he had a, a really good scheme against the Rams. We knew that Aaron Donald's going to have his day, and he did a few times with Bates. He was he was uh, really taking him to town in that first quarter at time to time. But because Josh was getting out of his hands so quickly, I think it was two point two seconds or something faster than he normally does. The game plan was specific to say we accept the fact that Aaron Donald is an absolute beast in the middle of that defensive line he's going to have his day we've got to get the ball out quickly we're going to use shotgun a little bit and that's going to mitigate that and that's what really encouraged us There's a great game plan versus the rams we'll see something different against the titans but what yeah. it did is give me confidence that th- this is a man that he's not just going to say well we're the bills and this is what we do well similar to um to dable he's going to look at where we can specifically exploit the weaknesses of that opponent and i expect him to find that for the titans too Cool, good stuff. Um, just going back to that question that I asked you, just for me, um, it's that cent- central um, defensive line. Like uh, I think Tim Sell, I don't know why, but clearly he's like the second like one tech. I feel like he's going to go and have a good game. Uh, he flashed against the Rams. So I think overall, that defensive line, I think they'll be pretty dominant uh, as well. But look, for, look out for Matt Milano, I feel like, against the Titans. You know how much I love him, but I feel like, you know, shooting gaps and, you know, creating a bit of havoc. I can see um, him being a blitzer as well because, we you know, Tannehill wasn't great against blitz. And I think uh, from what I heard, the Titans pass was pretty good. That was like one of their, the positives of the games they yeah, all they were worried about sacks, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so I feel like we might need a bit of blitzing. I still think the defensive line is dominant and I think all the will get after it, but I think they might use a bit of blitzing and I think we'll see a bit of Matt Milano. So it's kind of the guys on defence I'm looking out for um, in this game, uh, mainly to neutralise Derek Henry and hopefully he just hasn't got back to 
you know, where he was uh, before his injury last season and uh, we see a shell of himself. So another good da- another good game for um, allowing the uh, cornerbacks just to settle in a little bit, isn't it? Um, yeah. Because it's not fearsome on the outside, it's fair to say. Um, no, so, um, definitely not. I think that you, you can, you know, Leslie Fager is probably rubbing his hands together when he looks at this list cast of characters in terms of wide receivers because you can scheme against this. Uh, we might see a little bit more man coverage. Um yeah, fascinating to see what they do. But I think you can turn this Titans team one-dimensional and I think that really plays into the Bills' hands. And finally, what's the key to winning the game for the Bills? I think if Josh turns up and is Josh Allen again, the Josh Allen we saw against the Rams, that's game over, frankly. I don't even think he needs to be that, to be honest. No, he probably I just doesn't. Think, he probably I, doesn't. Just, I just think we need to cancel out Derek Henry. And I know uh, we, we've, we've already talked about Derek Henry, but if we keep him quiet, then yeah. we've gone a long way to, to winning the game. Well, so. let's, let's put it this way. If, if Josh is even 75% of what he was, we're going to outscore them no yep. matter what happens with Derek yep. Henry. Definitely uh, very confident about that. So, I mean, I think as always, try and get ahead, force them to pass the ball, you know, um, take control of the clock and um, it's going to play right into Bill's hands. I also think it's, it's a home game. It's our first home game of the season. Bill's Mafia is going to be absolutely rampant. We saw how many of them traveled to LA. There's talk of 20, 30,000 in that stadium, which is just incredible for an away game. Um, really is incredible. So all credit to Bill's Mafia who made it out there. Um, can't wait to join you. Not going to be long now, just a few weeks. Yeah. What, what, what's your first game? It's a ra- uh, Ravens, isn't it? Ravens, first yeah. Me and a mutual for. friend of ours, Mikey, we're going to be going to Baltimore um, to, uh, to yeah, see the Bills play. That's a big game. <laughs> so yeah, it's be, awesome. Yeah, yeah excited. That's not, not far. Um, what about prediction, finally? We won't go into bets because the, mar- the, the, the markets aren't open yet. So we'll just talk about just finally our, our season prediction, uh, season predictions, game predictions. Yeah, you want to score out of me? Yeah, please. So, yeah, I've pondered on this quite a bit. I'm going to go for 28 to 20 to the Bills. Okay. I don't think it's going to be especially high scoring because I just think the, the Titans will take a good chunk of the clock out. Um, but, um, yeah, I've got the Bills. I mean, I don't know what the spread is, but I'm pretty sure that would mean the Bills, uh, Bills cover the spread. Yeah. Um. More confident. I'm more emphatic. I'm going 35-17. I just think maybe it's a bit overconfidence based on what we saw last last game against the Rams. But I just feel like, you know, we, we've got all the pieces there. You know, their strengths, you know, we can manage them, you know, it pretty well. Um, and our strengths are too much for them. So I think it won't be a complete whitewash. But well, actually, I, I am saying it's... I've just checked. The spread is is nine and a half points. Bloody oh, okay. Yeah, and you think of the Titans, lot. the first AFC. Well, they were the first seed in the AFC. Think about how far they've come. You know, that is a lot. That is big, isn't it? But we're still predicting, you know, to bit to cover that quite a bit. Like I certainly well, am. I'm not. But yeah, I was just about under I've, that. Um, but yeah, total points forty nine and a half. Um, yeah, feels that feels about right. I'm not sure I'd want to touch that. That feels about right. But yeah, that spread is interesting. Um, yeah, I might go for that. What? Definitely. Over. Yeah, for the spread. For the spread. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to bet unders. You don't want to bet things that you don't want to happen, do you? So, um, so you think it's more likely that there, it'll be a closer game than that, as opposed well, to? It's pretty the rare that the, the the NFL games are. Yeah, it's 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 often common that the NFL games are, you know, beat by more than one score. You know, an awful lot of games are not. We saw this weekend just gone teams that we would never have thought were going to compete, really, um, doing far better than we expected against you know teams that we were on paper far far superior. You looked at the Bengals game, for example. All the stats say they should have absolutely dominated that game in terms of yardage, time of possession. And they and they and they came out with a with a pretty ropey defeat. Sometimes the stuff happens and it just tends to regress the mean. So I don't know. I feel like the Titans are going to improve. Um, the Bills sometimes are better on the road than they are at home. Um, but yeah, I, I feel confident in a comfortable Bills Bills victory. That's all I'll say. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Good stuff. Okay, is there anything else? Or? No, I think we've covered it all. We've, we've, we've covered it all. And um, yeah, can't wait to see another Bills game. We've got another stress-free Sunday coming up, haven't we? Um, we don't have to worry about the Bills. Uh, we can just sit back, 
I don't know what the is, is there is there is there a stellar game on the six pm slot? I, I'm trying to think. Is there oh, one that you've got your eye on? I can tell you. I haven't actually checked the next slate of games to say what I'll what I'll be watching. So it's so. Uh, Commanders Lions. Not sure. Jets Browns definitely not. Bucks Saints that could be interesting. Um, Panthers Giants nope. Patriots Steelers nope. Colts, Jags, maybe interesting. Maybe Dolphins, yeah. Ravens. That's probably the pick. Dolphins, Ravens. Um, I would say mm. uh, that or the Bucks, Saints. Yeah, so maybe yeah. a red zone day. But um, yeah, I, and then the, the later slots: Falcons, Rams, mm, Seahawks, Forty mm. ers Nope. Bengals, Cowboys. That could be interesting. Uh, Texans, Broncos. Yeah, it's not great, you know. Uh, Cardinals, Is that Raiders. all for her? A Cardinal Raiders. Yeah, that's the Yeah, none of them are really that appealing. So I'll probably no, red, might zone be red zone. Day. O'clock, yeah. But, uh, six o'clock, there might be a game there. Like, I like the sound of a few of those. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, red, definitely. Red zone it and then maybe uh, just focusing on one game if one looks particularly, uh, sort of like going particularly interesting. Yeah, All right. Good. Well, that's us for this week. Um, you will hear from us again after the Titans game. Thanks again for joining Bills from Afar. If you want to get in touch, please do so. We are Bills from Afar on Twitter. I am Charlie on School Sport. He's Tim Rudge90. Until next time, go Bills. Go Bills. <laughs>